Hello, I'm Brittany Wilson. I'm Nia Wasink, and you're listening to The, the Nonprofit, Nonprofit Reframe, Reframe, the Minisode. Welcome back to our second Minisode, right? Yeah, Minisode number two. We are coming live. Today is Friday, March 20. It's 11 a.m. I feel like we need to timestamp everything because it's changing <laughs> so quickly. <laughs> this is true. And, you know, I think the days of us pre-recording and guessing what's going to happen by the time it airs are over. Yeah, by far. We, I think that should be our first uh, PSA of this mini-sode is we do have our next three episodes pre-recorded, ready for release the next three Mondays, and they don't mention coronavirus. They do not. <laughs> I mean, the, I think the content's still good, but just know for those of you listening, it's not like we were uh, oblivious to it. It just hadn't happened. <laughs> Hence this mini-sode. Hence the mini-sode. Uh, let's just do a quick check-in. How you doing? You know, this is my first time I've been out of the house in four days. And to our listeners, please know we are proper social distance. Yes, we, we should are, take a picture. We should. I've got a new ring light just for that purpose. Oh! Look at that. Because I've been on so many Zoom calls and like pre-recording so many webinars and things that I realized my lighting in my office is awful. You're an online pro now. I basically am. Yeah. I'm going to add that to my resume. (laughs) So, sorry. You're out of the house for the first time. Yes. Out of the house for the first time in four days. Um, I know that my organization is now on a work from home indefinitely. Mm, yeah. So we closed our programming through April 20th to align with the school district mm-hmm. and what our governor suggested, but you know, that could change and it yeah. probably will. Yeah. I, that, I, I think that is like one of the hardest things right now is, uh, it's like death by a thousand cuts, right? Like this gets canceled or this, this hiatus gets extended. And so it's all these tiny little like losses really that yeah. we're experiencing. And I think back to a week and a half ago. And by that, I mean what feels like a year and a half ago. And like people are still making these decisions like, should we, shouldn't we? And now we start to have these directives, mm-hmm. which actually makes it a little bit easier. I think so for sure. And you're not having to spend all this time and space, like making decisions like, no, we're, we're not meeting, right? It's just, it's going to be a Zoom call or whatever system we're using. Zoom, if you want to sponsor, give us a call. <laughs> <laughs> I love that I looked as if there's a camera over there. I know. I'm like, who are you looking at? <laughs> like I'm Jim on The Office. <laughs> Breaking the fourth wall. <laughs> Zoom, you, you out there watching us? <laughs> That's so funny. Well, and I think it's interesting uh, for nonprofits, too, in the sector because we – you know, in times of crises, that's kind of where we flourish, right? Yeah. And so there's this um, second guessing of, well, should we close down? Should we not? And we really need to be in service to the community, but we don't want to put, you know, our staff and our people at risk. Right. And it's kind of a moral dilemma that's happening. Totally. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's just so hard on the psyche. Yes. I, I feel like every single call um, I've been on this week, there's just this check-in of like, how you doing? Because we are all so mentally exhausted. Like, I feel like I can't make a decision right now. Right. Uh, if you ask me what I'm going to make for lunch, I'd be like, ah, I, I'm going to crawl under my desk because I just can't even decide one more thing. Do you remember that time 
a long time ago when I decided that I wasn't drinking rosé or eating sugar anymore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's o- that's over. That's over. And in fact, I'm going to open up my second oatmeal cream pie while we're sitting here and eat it because, yeah, this is just a time of um, stress eating for those of us that choose that route. Yep. Um, and not there, making decisions. There is cold rosé downstairs if you want it. Yeah, 11 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's okay. Yeah. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Yeah. I will say, uh, also, side note, I've noticed how much I say I will say on this <laughs> podcast. Golly. Um, but I will say, <laughs> like, there are some serious doom and gloom things for nonprofits, and it's feeling super scary and I know, like, as um, a fundraising consultant, that side of my business is, like, out of control, just trying to keep up with the um, the demand. Yeah, I was going to ask you how you're doing. I mean, this is also a time when you, when somebody's a freelancer or mm-hmm. owns their own business or a small business owner, people are freaking out about their income. Yeah. Well, uh, I was talking to my dad, who's a small business owner, too, and he's, like, looking at small business loans and, you know, the stuff the feds are releasing. And I'm in a really different position uh, where, you know, people are like asking, how do we do a crisis communication around this? How do we pivot our gala to an online yeah. form? Like, yeah. And so I, my business is lucky in that we are kind of diversified in the services we offer. And so that side is really, really picking up. Um, I talked to some other consultants who were around like an 08. Mm-hmm. And I was like, like what, what the hell did you do? And, they're, and they had told me. This was a question I asked, you know, six, nine months ago when we were just kind of like, is there going to be a recession? We don't know. Right. And they had said, like, your work will change. People are going to stop paying for um, unnecessary things like retreat facilitation. Instead, they're going to have their board chair's cousin come in and do it sure. for free. Um, but as long as you've got enough other things you're doing, like, that'll that'll balance it out. And so right now I'm feeling okay about, like, work and being able to pay my bills as long as I do my job well enough that the nonprofits can actually pay me for right, their contract. Right. Um, but uh, I, I'm, I'm worried for a lot of my friends who are in consulting, mm-hmm. um, who maybe aren't in the fundraising space and do more of the board governance stuff or, or some of the other areas where there's just not as, as much work. Strategy and planning. You know, people aren't going to be investing in six, nine-month processes right now. At the very least, they're going to put it off. Sure. During response time. But, you know, it, it could be a long time before that picks back up. So to my consultant friends out there, uh, I'm, I'm feeling for you. And if you feel like getting into fundraising, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> You've got work for them. Yeah. Uh, what I, I was going to say earlier, though, before I uh, you asked that wonderful question, thank you, was there's like all this doom and gloom stuff. But there are also moments of like really amazing things happening. There are. And that is keeping me totally hopeful. Do you have an example? I've got actually a number of examples of clients who have called me in tears this week because a donor has stepped up in a major way. Um, I've had two where donor-advised fund holders have um, submitted like double or triple their annual giving request to this organization from their DAF. Wow. Uh, And we've got some foundations who are really stepping up, who are giving extra, who are – one of my clients just got um, an email from – a longtime funder of theirs saying, we know this is a hard time. Uh, you're going to be getting a check. It's not for as much as we'd love to give, but it's something for now. And we're going to continue to evaluate. So, you know, keep doing your work. Like that stuff is just, oh, I just got chills. Like people are stepping up to do some good stuff. 
Well, and that's true. We have um, also noticed the same thing where I work with funders proactively reaching out and saying, hey, we just want you to recognize um, that we recognize and are aware that your services are changing and or halting, and that's fine. Don't Mm -hmm. stress out about what your mid-year report or end-of-year report is going to look like. Let's just all take care of ourselves, and we're going to figure it out and adapt and and not be so stringent on what we're looking for this year. It wouldn't be a nonprofit reframe episode if we didn't mention Vu. Yes. Yes. And his um, his post that he put out this last week, I think, spoke directly to the foundations of, okay, this is the time. Yeah. You know, this is that 95% that you've been holding on to for that rainy day. It's raining. It's raining. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, it's time to turn it up. And so it's great to see that already starting to happen. And I hope that there's more of that mm-hmm. as we move forward through this. Well, actually, I literally got off a call right before you got here. Um, where we've got some local efforts that are organizing around that. Oh, that's great. Um, so you'll you'll be hearing more about that, as will our listeners. We'll, we'll update you on kind of what's happening at some of these local levels to do some collective action around it. That's great. And so what else are you hearing from other organizations, from your clients? Well, you know, you, some of them are feeling the full triple whammy. Mm-hmm. Some of them, you know, it's just... The we have to shift our work differently because now we're going to be you know remote and so that's challenging. Um, but then you've got those that are totally shifting their their work at the same time, trying to figure out how to f- to feed people, how to house people, like how to do their work at a higher rate, but in a totally different way at the same time. Um, those that have had events get canceled, whether it's yeah. I mean, can I just say one last time? Oh my gosh, thank you, universe, <laughs> that we got our gala in. I mean, at the last possible minute. Yeah. Oh, exactly. You you wouldn't have been able to do it otherwise. There's no way. Yeah. And, you know, I've seen a lot of my clients and we've been talking through like, okay, so they're, they're moving their galas. You know, vendors are being wonderful and understanding and so they're bumping them to fall or whatever. Well, what does that do when you've got a gala in October and then you turn around for your year-end giving exactly. a month later? And so we're we're you know talking about how to to shift around some of their fundraising campaigns and um, and even major donor work right now. Um, but it's also a struggle because I've got the clients where like their work is so needed right now, right? Right, like they have to have to have to continue to operate. Um, at, at really high levels. And then there are others where it's like, yeah, okay, so you had to invest in some new software so you could do meetings remote, but this isn't the time to go out and fundraise. Isn't it? It's interesting. Yeah. I'm noticing that too. I mean, I think when, if, when we're already embedded in the scarcity mindset yeah. and then we have something like this happen, yeah. it just takes us from already being like, we're not never going to have enough money to, oh my gosh, this is the end. Right. And it becomes almost um, like everybody puts their hand out. Exactly. Yeah. And the unfortunate part of that is it dilutes the pool from the organizations that you're speaking of that are really doing the frontline work right now mm-hmm. and need it ASAP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, well, exactly. I was having this exact conversation with a board um, of a client recently. By recently, I mean like yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. 
time is irrelevant and means nothing right now. It's so true. Uh, so we're talking about this and they, they were like wanting to go out and um, one board member had come with all these great appeal emails she'd gotten and she's like, we have to do this. And I, I, I think it's exactly what you're saying. Like they're in this scarcity mindset. And so I pull up the month by month budget and I'm like, like, look at this. We are, we're doing great. We don't actually have a campaign scheduled till May. Right. Let's keep that. Right. Right. Like we don't need to be adding to the noise. Instead, like let's show a position of stability and, and actually let's even promote some of the organizations that are doing that work. So powerful yeah. to come together as a sector in this unified voice yeah. that says, yes, we need you donors and foundations to step up and here are the most critical needs right now. This is our, you know, sister or brother organization, mm -hmm. please help them. And time your ask for when you really need it most. And if we all did that, then there would be enough to go around. Oh, exactly. I went back to like Maslow's hierarchy. Okay. So yeah, you, you're working kind of higher up on the pyramid and that is still important, but if they're not getting food, right, your work doesn't happen. Right. So let's promote the organizations that are getting your clients food right now, because that's exactly what they're doing. Right. And you know, it's interesting, I think, especially working with boards where you've got folks who aren't embedded in the sector, they're not seeing all these little ripple effects. So, um, you know, like you've got populations where they're more heavily working in service industries. Like think about younger folks. Right. Um, uh, think about young folks experiencing homelessness who are more likely in the gig economy. Those jobs are gone. Right. And so they have no income. And so you suddenly have this new client pool needing food, needing housing resources, needing all these new things because of what's happening in the world. Um, and so we need those organizations fully equipped to respond because otherwise we know what's going to happen three, six months down the line. We are going to have these massive societal issues yeah. to deal with when these people probably just needed bolstering for a shorter period of time. I don't want to... <laughs> Don't put a time frame I'm not on it because we have no it. idea. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, just during yeah. this crisis and then they can go back to, to their jobs and, you know, the, the lives that they had before. Well, what do you think? I mean, what are you telling organizations? Um, you, for example, what, you know, VU is saying to foundations, couldn't we just as much be saying that to organizations about their reserves? Yeah. I mean, yeah, nobody... Nobody wants to draw on their savings. Nobody wants to draw on right. their reserves. But, I mean, this is the time, if you have them, to be thankful that you have them and use them if you need to. Yeah. Well, I, I was uh, hearing from a friend who was on a, a peer support call with, like, executive directors. And folks are saying, like, we're doing layoffs. And when we're talking about people coming back, they're coming back at 60%. Mm -hmm. And so, like, there are the organizations dealing with that kind of reality. Where, like, their workforce, they can't afford to pay. Right. Um, and I'm assuming that's because they don't have the reserves needed. So if you're an organization that has the reserves and you can continue to pay your people. Right. Even if they're not working, even if they're not working at 100%, like, keep doing that. Keep paying them. Ensure that they have what they need to take care of themselves and their families during this, like, crazy, horrific time. And then the ones that are are facing like potential closure, we, those are the ones we need to bolster up. Like right. one of the things Vu um, also was talking about, um, it sounds like he's our only source for information. <laughs> <laughs> we do read other things. <laughs> but uh, he was saying like, some people are coming out and being like, you know, it's going to be survival of the fittest. The nonprofits that 
were smart and did this, that, and the other, those are the ones that are going to survive, which is true and awful at the same time. Right. Because we know what organizations aren't going to survive. The ones that don't have the reserves, that don't have it, those are more likely to be led by people of color, more likely to be serving populations that are highly, highly marginalized. So those are the places that we need our, our funders, our donors, like funneling through to ensure that they survive. Yeah. Yep. So what are our takeaways? Um, hang in there. Hang in there. It's, it's so awful and scary and I'm on a fundraising Twitter, which is super fun and awful at the same time. Cause you hear these stories of funders being like, we've got a special COVID response fund. We just need you to submit this 10 page application for 200 to $500 grants. Oh gosh. You're like, no, 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 no. Yeah. So, um, I'm going to, I'm going to empower the nonprofits. When you get a funder who does that, who puts that out, give them a, a middle finger. <laughs> Flip them off. Like, you don't have time for that shit. Your mental health doesn't have time for that shit. Nia promotes usage of the bird. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I genuinely think, though, like, getting rid of some of the bullshit right now is how we're going to survive. Yeah. Like, there's just so much happening. It feels like these, like, waves, these onslaughts of information and um, changes that are just continuing to take us down. We got to get rid of that bullshit and focus on our work at hand. You know, and I'm also going to advocate for slowing it down mm-hmm. if you can. Yeah. If you're not one of those kind of frontline organizations who has to quickly adapt and do stuff because people's lives are at stake. And mm-hmm. if you have the ability, slow it down yeah. and take a minute to kind of assess the situation, it, things are moving so fast, and your staff is reeling, right? Oh, I mean, yeah. now we're working from home, surrounded by our kids, if we have them, and our partners, if we have them. As long as he survives. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And everything, everybody is processing it differently. Mm-hmm. Um and anxiety and stress and fear all manifest in different ways. And we need to allow people to be able to process it. Yeah. And if you can provide some level of stability in a very unstable time, I think that that's the best gift that you can give your staff. Yeah. And just say, it's okay. You know, let's all take a minute to figure out this new normal for right now and we'll figure it out together. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's one of the best things any anybody can do, whether you're an employer, whether you sit on the board. Yeah. It's just like yeah, give so point. much grace. Yeah. Because we are all just figuring this out. For sure. For sure. Um, and uh, pick up a new hobby. I'm picking up tarot. Tarot? <laughs> <laughs> I wish you could have seen her face. <laughs> I think fully surprised Nia. She was not expecting that out of my mouth. I didn't know that was like a hobby you could pick up. Yeah, well, I'm going to get a book, and I'm going to get a deck, and I'm going to start learning it. Okay, well, I'm breaking baking bread, so. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I've also decided I'm going to try to train my dog better. That would be awesome. (laughs) So he doesn't jump on you every time you come over? I would appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And I will say some good things that are happening is that my cat who tends to be the one who does not get as much attention in our household, 
now I am taking tons of pictures of him, and he's the star of the show. He's the cutest thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're going to bake bread. What else are you going to do? Um. Oh, actually, last weekend, um, I got my sewing machine out and just started going through some projects. You'll note our uh, recording Ooh, drapery has been properly hemmed. I love it. Um. Yeah, I think just more things with my hands, mm-hmm. especially that get, gets me away from computers right now. Sure. I had to buy new computer glasses because, like, I'm just constantly having a headache from staring at them all they day. They look lovely. Oh, thank you so much. Um, but, yeah, just things that, you know, more makerspace kind of stuff where my hands are being utilized, my brain is maybe uh, able to slow down. Yeah. And not feel like I have to strategize for 14 different fundraising crises right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, to all of you listening, um, first of all, thank you. Mm-hmm. And also, I want to hear about what you're doing yeah. and what's going on in your world, you know, and what are things that um, you would like us to talk about on the podcast? Like yeah. we said, we have the the pre-recorded ones coming up, but we're going to be doing new ones moving forward. And we, since times, they are changing, we'd love to know what people's interests are. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. So uh, email us, nonprofitreframe at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram or LinkedIn. Um, I know we posted out last week that we've just kind of slowed down on social media. Um, that'll probably pick up at some point, but, you know, we we are just slowing everything down. Yeah, yeah. And that's okay. That's okay. And if you have the means and the ability, please continue to support your local nonprofits. Find the ones that are doing the critical work right now. Give and give generously. Thanks, everybody. We would like to thank our sponsors. Mission Launch is a Colorado-based nonprofit consulting firm focusing on fundraising and board governance. You can learn more at missionlaunchco.com. And Jake Walker Music, who provides our theme music. You can find him at jakewalkermusic.org. Thank you so much.